0: Hello, I'm Hari Naidu, and welcome to Sky TV, at Sky 2018 Scientific Sessions. I'm joined by Dr. David Kenzari, an expert in the field in antipallelope therapy. Thanks for and having me. And we're here me. to talk about uh, short depth. So the question first is, why short depth? I think for many years, we were trying to get shorter and shorter dap, but there's more and more data that of course in some patients with higher ischemic risks, or even in the baseline ischemic risks, it might be beneficial to prolong that. It's interesting, hasn't it, that we've come full circle in the evolution of drug eluting right. stents
1: from the initial introduction of Cypher and Taxus, which actually came with relatively short dual Correct. antiplatelet therapy durations, yes. longer than a bare yeah, metal stent, months, but relatively right. yeah. Yeah, three months, for example. Then after our FDA panel meeting in 2006, uh, in which I participated, the mandate clearly was for one year. And there was no magic around uh, one there year. Was no data. It wasn't like 364 <laughs> days was bad and 366 right. days was great.
0: In fact, the data was more for after one year.
1: And and, <laughs> and to that point, too, right. it was based largely on pharmacologic trials, pharma right. strategies, rather than specific to stent thrombosis or drug-eluting stents. And that mandate has really persisted through guidelines, mm-hmm. especially more in the United States than in Europe for years, and it's persisted as a standard of care and clinical practice. And now, just as you imply, with the successes that we've observed with contemporary PCI and in part contemporary drug-eluting stents, we see not only exceptionally low rates of target Mm -hmm. vessel-related myocardial infarction and stent thrombosis, but um, it's also in part raised this issue of the safety, which Mm -hmm. is very favorable with existing drug-eluting stents, and is there a need for longer-term dual antiplatelet therapy? It's raised this balance of risk versus Mm -hmm. reward of bleeding, and then further, I think in many ways uh, in the evolution of interventional cardiology, whether it's chip or complex Mm -hmm. intervention, in part comes along with that. Uh, a growing population of elderly patients, of high-risk bleeding population, right. of novel or oral anticoagulants, uh, and the combination so with dual antiplatelet the therapy. A bit, so uh, now we're yeah. driving this focus towards shorter dual antiplatelet therapy, mm-hmm. and 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 as trials evolve, and we can talk about that in a moment. The other issue is is ultimately what is the optimal short right. duration of dap? Um, as you know, well, we got used are, to
0: one month or bare metal. People would love two weeks to four weeks. I mean, yeah. back in the day. People will use two weeks every once in a while. But, uh, and,
1: and part yeah. of the issue too has been um, in the design of shorter dual antiplatelet therapy trials. At least in the United States, there's been a regulatory reticence, at least initially, for moving down to the one month time period. Right. Maybe starting at three month uh, time periods, which is existent in the right. Evolved App trial. Um, and now other other manufacturers are moving uh, mm-hmm. forward. For example, uh, Abbott with the Zion stent, mm-hmm. Medtronic now moving to the one month dual antiplatelet therapy right. study, right. and the other. Challenge too is how you go about designing these trials not simply um, not simply in you know, is it randomized or not, but really what what data can you leverage to formulate your estimates of event rates, for example, right. your, your hypothesis right. most of these trials, if not all of them, as you know, are done in a performed in a high bleeding risk patient population and that in itself is an evolving nomenclature because Mm -hmm. what's high risk bleeding in one trial isn't
0: necessarily the same. I guess the question does it have to be in a high risk bleeding population or or low ischemic risk population? You know, that's that's at least the low-hanging fruit it seems,
1: or for patients who maybe uh, have also a simultaneous oral anticoagulation requirement. I think ultimately the the takeaway from these trials, and hopefully they're very successful, will Mm -hmm. be that it's not that everybody who is high bleeding risk per se should just get one month or three months, Mm -hmm. whatever was studied in the trial, but that what is the an acceptable minimal duration of dual antiplatelet therapy that preserves the safety with it All as right, well, right. and I think also that the um, right now that as we see newer drug eluding stents enter into the u s marketplace, um, this is going to be even even more formative, even even more in evolution when When, um, when we initially thought about proposing a trial with the endeavor stent mm-hmm. in approximately two thousand and five with short dual antiplatelet right. therapy. Mm-hmm. To the Food and Drug Administration, and this was prior to the DAP trial was mm-hmm. being formulated, um, we were looking at sample sizes, we were looking at trial designs and and we, and, and I think we were even thinking about something like a, sh- a, a three month duration or a six month yeah. duration, yeah. but even when we thought about that at the time, the thought wasn 't that it was for everybody but for a subset a, of the population. A subset of the population.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, there's no question that there are some patients, uh, patients who might need surgery soon, or patients yeah. who have unknown bleeding risk, uh, cancer patients and whatnot, is would be beneficial for us. So I think there's a lot of exciting things to come.
1: Related to short dual antiplatelet therapy, too, and just as you say, for the patients requiring more urgent or semi-urgent non-cardiac surgery, too, is this concept, then, of of you know of the safety with existing drug-eluting stents, and right. that part I think we have a great deal of reassurance with, um, in 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 an editorial. I wrote not some time some time ago. Uh, it was can't bear entitled can't bear it any longer. Uh-huh. That you know, there's probably no role for bare metal, metal stents. Yeah, but that's it's still uh, used in about 10% of U.S. I'm always surprised today. when I see those numbers. Cause yeah, I
0: haven't used one in a long time, and that's just my own practice. But I think getting over that uh, thought that bare metal must be safer, I think, has taken some time. Uh, but I think the data does bear that out. As we move
1: forward though, at least in US practice, um, for the evolution of of guidelines documents, my expectation, and I don't know about your thoughts, is that it'll still be largely preserved for the higher bleeding risk population. Um, We've now in the United States completed a trial with a Polymer-free uh, uh-huh. drug-eluting stent in that indication as well. That's really where the existing and forthcoming clinical trials are going to be. The 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 issue, as I mentioned too, for newer sponsors of drug-eluting stents that are coming in the United States will be: what data do they have existent in their in their data sets in their in their warehouses right. um, to justify? A, a single-arm trial. Will they need to do a randomized trial? And the regulatory dilemma in the United States is there is no drug-eluting stent right now that has a one-month or three-month right. indication. That's so what problem. is the comparator yeah. as well?
0: Well, the cl- clinical care and what we want moves faster than the regulatory, yeah, and which is more risk uh, risk
1: averse. So. Absolutely, it outpaces it. And then, and then, um, and then, uh, as, a, as another small aside, and this is what we're um, currently uh, permitting in the global randomized uh, trial with the resolute on extent is when you do switch to a single antiplatelet mm-hmm. agent, which, which agent is, is it?
0: it? Oh, that's a whole different discussion. May have course, to bring you back for that.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's being studied in another large trial with Ticagrelor, but uh, we allow investigators to choose that. Yes. Most commonly it's aspirin, but that may not be the right decision
0: as well. Right. Well, thank you for coming. Fascinating discussion. Thanks for I think for having there's more me. to come in this field. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for Sky TV at Sky 2018 Scientific Sessions.